Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. So we're trying a new software today, um, but uh, what what better time to talk about the Internet of Things than when we're trying a new a new recording <laughs> software? Yeah. So, you know, we were just talking about how like there are so many things uh, that can be internet capable and there are so many choices now. I mean, it used to be that if you want to record your voice, you had one thing. What was that? Windows Media Recorder or whatever that thing was. Okay, going back, man, you know, you're talking computer stuff. I was recording on tape a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, okay. So when it comes to like digital copies, you know, like ones and zeros, the idea of like recording on your computer or um, heck, even right now, like until today, like I, I had been using uh, Adobe uh, Audition and I had been using um, Audacity. And it's like, oh, that's all there is to it. And then I was on another person's podcast here recently and uh, they're like, here, uh, log into Zencaster. I'm like, what's that? And it's just one more thing I got to learn. And it is a lot easier to use once you get your microphone set up. And because, uh, you know, not even microphones are simple anymore. I had to go through and disable multi-track and I have a roadcaster over here. I had to set some settings on it and then I was able to go. Back in the day, you know, you hooked a microphone up to your tape recorder and you just hit record. Or heck, yeah. you had that little built-in recorder where you just took notes and set it down. And, uh, you know, with the Internet of Things today, like, okay, okay, so the simplest thing, okay, I got a smoker in my backyard. Do I want Wi-Fi on that so I can control the temps and everything <laughs> from there? So troubleshooting Absolutely. becomes a whole new ball game because how many customizable things are there in your path before you can get this done? Yes. And sometimes I think all those customizations really do kind of get in the way. I mean, sometimes, you know, it is really nice. Uh, we do get a lot of benefits, but, you know, sometimes the amount of work that goes into it, like the refrigerators, the refrigerators seem to be, you know, the popular high-end Internet of Things enabled uh, and we moved not too long ago, so it's always you know, a great opportunity to look at that. And, and uh, you know, I looked at them and I just couldn't figure out exactly the value. There, there, was a, there was a nerd value there, but, you know, the, the cheapness in me, you know, definitely won out. And so, no, I did not get an Internet-enabled refrigerator because I couldn't really come up with the value. But, you know, I suppose at some point we will. Uh, there will be something there that says, hey, you know, this this makes your life better. And to some extent, we just have to play around with some of those things until we get there. Yeah, and just weird. Like, you know, again, we're using this new software today. And, like, I don't see Skip's voice coming across on the uh the recording, like at the little waves and things, but I can hear them fine. So I have to trust that my devices are working correctly. <laughs> so yeah. you guys may get this podcast and just hear me and then giant gaps of, uh, yeah, I'll fix it. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. It's, it's, yeah. And so it's a whole new, um, you know, adventure. So I'm, I'm watching all this stuff as well. And, you know, I can see my voice, but it's not, you know, in the, you know, I mean, it's not represented the way, that uh adam's audio track is is running so yeah you know we, we just go down through a process and you know this is kind of cool um because i've been doing this for 
I don't know, a really long time. I won't tell you how long, but you know, <laughs> this figuring things out sort of process to just experiment with technology and see what it does. And, you know, I, I think we've done some pretty cool things with that. And so this is becoming standard now, you know, people yeah. are just going to start, you know, figuring well, things sm- out. You look at smart homes. Like I love my, my smart switches at my house. Um, and I had to upgrade cause I was a smart things user and I had to upgrade recently cause, uh, Samsung decided to dis- discontinue smart things. It's been moved out to another company now. So now I'm trying to reset up all this stuff because it's so cool. Cause in my house, I could, I can turn on the fireplace using my voice. I could turn on and off light switches from with my voice. And that's kind of gimmicky, but what the actual useful thing is like when I'm not at home, um, I can shut off my lights. I can adjust the temperature of my thermostat to uh, save me some money. I can do all sorts of things with the internet of things. But also there's some risk to that, you know, if if somebody were to find a way into my system or um, a while ago, webcams were used for giant DDoSs against yeah. uh, websites. Yeah. Just these little tiny devices that no one really thought about became these big threats. But, you know, to my, my advice to everyone out there usually is um, as bad as you think it is out there, it's worse. Um, but you know, the best thing you can do is a good... Um, a good set of mitigating standards. So if you have a lot of internet of things, you know, get yourself like a little IPS, but then have a plan for when things go wrong that you can still function, that you you can deal with things. So like with banks, you know, I tell people with security, just make sure you have a bank that understands fraud and is really good at responding to it because eventually you're going to run into it. And yeah. with internet of things, don't make something web capable that you rely on for like your livelihood. Like, um, you know, if you cannot control it manually, then you might want to avoid that internet of thing. Like, so if my smoker out in the back, if I upgrade the panel, I can make it Wi-Fi enabled. Does it make my life better? Not really. Um, and I, and I love my nerdy things. But it does allow me to change the temperature, which I don't do. I'm I'm a hard I'm a hardcore smoker guy. You know, you set it, you close it, and you let it cook, and that's how you smoke. Unless it's like a brisket where you need to do a hot and fast, or you know, you're you're doing something like um, uh, some searing, uh, fancy things like that. But for most of the things we smoke, you close it and you forget about it. And you, know, you got all these people that are like micromanaging and using these fancy. Um, fireboards and fancy technology just to smoke a piece of meat and like look people we've been smoking yeah. meat for thousands <laughs> of years yeah, let's, don't need to overcomplicate and things. now like they have this this probe in there that's giving them you know updates every like second on the temperature of their meat and it's rising and it's falling and they're wondering why it's not stable and i'm like just close it if you're looking, you're not cooking is, is the phrase, because if you have to open up that door, you cooled on your meat. But now these people with these fancy internet devices and they're watching their meats uh, smoke are all worried because now they have more knowledge than before and they don't know what to do with it. And that's a real, that's a very real problem with the internet of things. There are things that you did not know before. And so you didn't worry about them and everything turned out okay. But now that we have insights into different things and different behaviors, we're like, oh, wait, this isn't normal. No, it's normal. You just didn't know about it before. Wait, wait, wait. You mean ignorance really is bliss? Sometimes. Like <laughs> I, I give this conversation and maybe this is another podcast to have. The burden of knowledge is a burden for a reason. So HR departments, when you're looking at 
your uh, prospective employees' Facebook profiles, remember, most of the employees at your company, you were unable to look at their Facebook profile before you hired them. Yeah. Do you really want to know? Do Yes. Do you want Are they to know? a good employee? And so like this burden of knowledge. So with the Internet of Things, you know, I can hook up a, a really great device. Uh, what is it called? Um, it basically hooks up to your, your, your main breaker panel in your basement. And it monitors all your electrical usage. That's insights that's really useful. It'll even tag devices. So you know how much energy your dishwasher is using or how much is going through light bulbs. And you can cut a ton out of your electrical bill using this thing. It costs about 250 bucks, 300 bucks. But you'll save that in a year going, oh my gosh, that one chandelier has all those incandescents in it. That's 400 <laughs> watts a day. Yeah, and I could cut that down to 20 watts with some LEDs and uh, make my money back in a, in a few months. And so, uh, you know, you can find rogue devices that are that are just draining your electricity at home and save yourself a bunch of money. So those kinds of Internet things. Great. Um, internet controlled light bulb. Hmm. I'm a little leery on that yeah. one. Is, is, do you really need it? You know, is the light switch really in an inconvenient spot? Well, then, yeah, maybe it works. But, you know, otherwise, uh, it's, you know, you just flip the switch. We've been doing that for a long time as well. But I, I think you really hit on something. I mean, we have the Internet of Things, and it provides a lot of features, uh, and, and it provides a lot of data. But, um, you know, do you really need that? Uh, I you brought up something about HR and several years ago working with an organization. Well, th this will select the time frame here. We were running, uh, all of our, uh, staff had Blackberries. All right. Great devices. I don't know. I've talked about those quite a bit. And, uh, the Blackberry enterprise server, the Bez was just, you know, a powerful, powerful tool. And, you know, we could keep track of what a lot of our employees were doing. Uh, not just during work hours. And so there was some communication that started popping up after work hours uh, around certain topics. And, and I remember, <laughs> you know, sitting and looking at this going, you know, do I really want to know this? Do I need to know this? I mean, this is an employee. They're on their own time. Um, you know, th this is nothing company related. Um, but you know, it just kind of came through our, our filters and it was like, wow, I, I don't know that I really want to know this. And, and we turned some of those features off, uh, just because we decided just because we can, doesn't mean we should. And, <laughs> you know, and overdoing, uh, come on, Skip, yes. you said oh, anything that's worth overdoing, <laughs> doing is worth overdoing. overdoing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, sometimes you, you realize, Ooh, maybe we'll just not do it all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think the Internet of Things, uh, big data is the older term. Uh, I remember I went to a Cisco event um, several years ago, and I don't know. I, I think Cisco was just, you know, they were flush with a lot of cash, and they were just looking to spend on something. So everybody that came to the Cisco event got this giant hardbound book. It was like, a, what do you call it, a coffee table book? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it was amazing. I mean, vibrant graphics and, you know, all these pictures. And it went through all this data that we're collecting. But, you know, with every page, you'd like, yeah, that's so cool. But what would we do with that? 
what would we do with that? You know, that was just the, the constant theme uh, of this big data uh, analysis. And to some extent, I don't think we'll know what we'll do with that data until we stumble upon, you know, some good uses of it. So it's not all bad, but, um, you know, I, I think we need to kind of start out a little, you know, balance our expenditures with at least a reasonable return on investment for some of these things. Yeah. And you have to look at, and then we talked, we talked about this in previous podcasts, but does this enrich my existing life? You know, does putting in this Wi-Fi light bulb help me live a better life? And so when we think about that, like for me, I don't like Wi-Fi light bulbs. I think it's too much work and they fail too often. However, a Wi-Fi light switch, well, that's, that's a different ballgame. And, you know, having something like that where I can shut it off remotely to make sure I'm saving electricity or put them in groups um, or in the case of what you said earlier, like a hard to read light switch, hard to reach light switch. Um, you know, you're sitting on your couch, you're ready for a movie. You just want to sit down like, oh, crap, I forgot to turn off the lights. Like, yep, just tap on my phone and they're off. And so little things like that, that kind of enrich your existing lifestyle. Sometimes I forget that I have an internet capable device. And, you know, sometimes I'm in, I'm in the store. I'm like, really? That's Wi-Fi enabled? Why? Why? Yeah. You know, your stove is Wi-Fi enabled. Your dishwasher is <laughs> Wi-Fi enabled. Your coffee maker. Now the crock pot being Wi-Fi enabled, that's actually pretty handy. Oh, yeah? And some of our listeners are probably like, what's a crock pot? And <laughs> that's a slow, slow cooker. cooker. Slow cooker. Go. And uh, that's actually useful because like you're at church or you're at an event or you're and you're going to be a little bit longer. Mm, you can make yeah. sure you turn it down to low or just on to warm so you don't overcook your meal. <laughs> there, no more burnt roast. For yeah, some yeah. You there, know, you go, there you go. It actually is useful. So be like, oh, crap, we're not going to be home for an additional hour. Set it to warm. Not a big deal. Um, and so there's little things that we really we really like um to in retro lives but other things are just distractions and then we forget about them and suddenly these become holes in our device in our environments as a certain um major company discovered a few years ago you know hvac systems that were wi-fi mm -hmm. enabled became yep. a problem and a hole in the environment you just don't think about them and you know back to our original point back in the 90s and the 80s like finding a device that was connected to the internet was rare even your yeah. PCs connected to the internet were rare. Nowadays, yeah, like my my watch is connected to Wi-Fi. You know, the the simplest devices around me are connected to Wi-Fi or just a, a single DSLR camera has a Wi-Fi switch on it. And so you can connect everything to the internet and do really cool things. But then you have to troubleshoot all of that, all of those extra devices. And this is why IT will never go away. We'll just change what we do. <laughs> Yeah. There's always going to be a device. Someday my cookies are going to be Wi-Fi enabled. They're going to, I'm going to eat my cookie and it's going to tell me how fast it went through my system and how many there. calories it cost me. I don't know. It's going to be weird. I've already sold my soul, evidently. Um, there. Well, and we need to balance what, what happens when the internet goes away. So, you know, we have become ubiquitously connected. I think I was able to get that word out, right? Um, and... You know, and, and I think that's great. I mean, it provides a lot of value, but we've all seen this. So for me recently, 
last week we were on the edge of a hurricane that moved through our area and while you know personally we we didn't really suffer uh, much from that we did uh, lose electricity for a little while and me being you know the, the nerdy guy yes i've got the uh, the battery backups and yes i even go one step further and i have the generator backups so i'm sitting here uh in you know my office and you know i had to silence the beeps you know um because of uh, the ups you no know, not liking the electricity but anyway the lights were on and anyway it was all great you know everything should be fine but upstream somewhere my internet provider they were down and so um while the lights were on and everything was up here at the house you know i couldn't connect anything the internet was down and and what happens then well for me i didn't get much work done that day uh <laughs> and because you know in what we do we are very you know internet network dependent and so there was just not much for me to do that day so uh you know i worked on some other projects and uh it, it tried to take it easy it, coincided with my birthday. So, you know, uh, maybe a, a, a subtle little vacation day there, but, you know, had I needed to get something done, you know, were there other demands, you know, how, how hard does those outages hit when the inevitable happens? Uh, you kind of have to think through some of those things and not just, um, I don't know, put, put a little too much blind faith in the internet of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, we make the, we make our assumptions and that's normal. Like as, as we put things into our lives, we make them integrated. Like for instance, your coffee maker, um, mine's not Wi-Fi enabled surprise, surprise. But, uh, when the clock gets reset and the power goes out and now your coffee doesn't turn on in the morning and you have this routine where you go down and you get your coffee and like, ah, oh, crap, it hasn't started. Now I gotta wait 20 minutes for it to brew. Oh man. Life's life's over. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, those, we, we get, we get used to these low routines and it's good for us to be reminded every once in a while, like we have a really, really reliable electrical grid up here in Lincoln, Nebraska. And, um, it's crazy. Like we, we can measure our, our downtime in minutes over decades. And so they have, <laughs> if you want to speak of anything worth doing is worth overdoing, come look at Lincoln, Nebraska's electrical grid. It's like. They were bored and decided just to build as many substations <laughs> as they could. Well, there's nothing and, else to do out there. Uh, yeah, evidently. And so, um, like, we rarely have a, a blackout. But last year we did during the, the massive um, brownout, rolling brownouts. Thank you, Texas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're on our separate grid. We didn't have anything to do with that. Uh, well, that were, was Mother Nature. That was were, Mother Nature. It was Mother Nature, but you guys are part of it. <laughs> I think we were lending you power. I think all the districts were lending power to every year. Anyways, whatever that was where they had the rolling brownouts to make sure that we had enough electricity last year it was the first time I remember being without electricity for a couple hours. And I was like, oh, well, I'm a camper. I just went out, grabbed my generator, hooked it up, and everything's on. We didn't have internet, but we sat there and and played, uh, played games and had fun, and I had a little space heater going, and... I didn't know how long it was going to be, but being a Nebraskan, we're kind of survivalists out here. We've been through worse. We came from worse. And uh, it's kind of like Texas where we're just kind of a culture that's, that you grew up learning how to take care of yourself. And so um, like I got on my generator, fired it up and we had a great couple hours. 
and it got pretty cold in our house, but that's, that that's life. And, um, but we lived without the internet of things. What things couldn't we do? We couldn't stream, uh, our TV shows. We couldn't, uh, get on social media except for on our phones. But, uh, the, the point is, is that we were able to live just fine without all the things. Yes. And in my opinion, some things just don't need to be on the internet. It's just a distraction. Like my smoker. Um, I need to upgrade my control panel for it and I could pay an extra hundred bucks to have the Wi-Fi control panel. I won't get it. Why? Because not because I'm, maybe I'm turning into an old curmudgeon, but also I want my smoker to be simple. I, I, I want to be able to turn it on and I want it to hold a temp and I can smoke for 12 hours to 18 hours, depending on what I'm doing. I don't want to micromanage it. I don't need to, um, push this through and have all this extra visibility because my meat works great. Now people love, um, the briskets and the pork shoulders and the pork belly that I take off of that smoker is getting the Wi-Fi going to make me a better cook. Is it going to make it simpler for me to cook? No, neither yeah. of the which yeah. it and could make they, me worse. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what we got to really look at. I mean, for all these things, uh, we really need to, you know, look, is there a, is there a specific value in that? And, you know, not that we should just ignore things and we shouldn't, you know, embrace some of the things just because they are cool, because I think we will find uses for them. But, um, you know, really kind of helping ourselves out and stopping some of the data overload that we can experience no, yes, we, we need to really evaluate what's what's my return on investment with this internet enabled whatever. Yeah, and it goes back to our original conversation in the last two episodes being um, shiny. It's nice to have shiny things. It's nice to have interesting things, but do they enrich you? So when you're thinking about your home and the little things you can put in your home that are Wi-Fi enabled, do they enrich your life? Does my um, Echo device enrich my life? Yes. Does it listen to me constantly? I'm pretty sure. But <laughs> yeah. uh, it's worth it to have that music at my fingertips. Does my Wi-Fi enabled smoker help me? No. Um, does my Wi-Fi enabled Roomba help me? Yes. Yes, a million <laughs> times, yes. Um, setting that thing on a schedule brings joy to our lives. Um, so with that, I... I I think with the internet of things, just make sure that it's improving your life. Make sure that you can live without it. If the internet goes down and make sure that you're taking appropriate risk when you're, when you're getting an internet of things, uh, device and help these little items that are all over the place, make your life better, not more distracted with that. Thank you, Skip for coming on and we'll see everybody next week. All right. Sounds great. Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, comment, and check out our Facebook page. Also encourage others who want to see IT Transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help.